welcome to Radiating Change Podcast. I am your host, Certified Health Coach Alan. Today's episode, what you say? Today's special guest, author, Brandon Felice Doncor. I have the beautiful Brandy Feliz Doncor here, who is the affirmation queen. She loves affirming herself and others. She is an author, a teacher, a motivational speaker, and a vlogger, y'all. Okay? She's known as the affirmation queen on her YouTube channel, where she inspires people to only speak powerful, positive words. She is also the author of the book, that's entitled and god said okay it's a seven chapter book about the power of thoughts and words she receives motivations for her writings while she does her power walking on the trails near lake erie and um, that's where she lives with her husband and her beautiful children and she loves nature and she says that she feels closer to God when she is breathing the fresh air of the spirit. She also believes that words are powerful and that one should use them wisely. Brandy's favorite scripture is John 1 and 1, which says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. We're going to talk a little bit about that later on. Okay. She believes that words have power and vibration. And if one truly knows the power words carry, one can only speak positively. So I just want to say welcome and hello, Brandy. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Sister Olive. Can I call you sister? That's fine, girl. That is totally fine. Welcome. So much for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. And you are a powerful woman of God. So I'm just glad to be here um, to talk with another powerful, godly woman. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day um, as we discuss the power of words on this episode, which is entitled, what you say? (laughs) Okay, so we're going to have a little bit of fun, but um, we're just going to get right to it. And um, just to begin to speak about the importance of words, right? So my first question to you is, why are affirmations important to you? Affirmations are important to me because, number one, affirmations are words. And I must say positive affirmations because you can have an affirmation that is negative. And I think a lot of people don't realize that as well. So um, positive affirmations are important because I feel like words have power. And when you're speaking something, when you're affirming yourself and you're saying it over and over again, it's going to take roots, you know, in your in your mind, in your subconscious mind. And then I say in your God mind, you know, where the Holy Spirit dwells. But, you know, we have a mind, you know, we know everything, you know, what, mm-hmm. I can pick up a glass and I know this is it. And my mind is working. But I've, I like and I feel like affirmations are really powerful for the subconscious mind, the mind that's always listening and hearing, but you don't really know it's working. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I really like um, affirmations. That's and I beautiful. Love That's beautiful. I like that you said that the subconscious mind, you know, because sometimes, you know, um, that we see that a lot, especially with children, like they hear you, but are you really listening (laughs) to the words that are coming out of my mouth? Right. So it's the same thing with us, um, with our words. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 18, 21, that life is in the power of the tongue and Mm -hmm. those who love it will eat its fruits. Right. What is your take on that? What how would you if someone was to um, bring the scripture to you, say, hey, listen, affirmation, queen. I read this in the Bible, but I don't understand. What, what does that mean? How would you explain it to them? 
Well, I actually put that in my book too, you know, like those who love it will eat its fruit. Mm -hmm. I said, words have power. Words are living. You know how fruit is living? Okay. Mm -hmm. You have that fruit, you pick that peach, you pick that apple, whatever, you know, and all the nutrition can go into your body once you eat that, once you eat that apple or that pear, whatever you like, bananas. Okay, words have power, words have vibration. I mean, God is the word, Christ is the word. Mm -hmm. So if you love the word, first of all, you got to read the word to be able to uh, Mm -hmm. know the word, to be able to speak the word, to be able to take it and to digest it. So if you're loving something, okay, and it's good, and you're, you're, you're applying it to your life, you have to eat it. And then, you know, and the more you want it, just like with um, fruit, I love fruit. I can eat bananas and strawberries and blueberries all day. But the more I the more I eat it, the more I want it. You know, it tastes good to me. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with positive words. Just just think of the word joy. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think of that word and you're saying that word joy, it's going inside. You're taking it in. You're eating it. Just feasting on it. And. Like I said, scripture, you have scriptures. Um, I always tell people to start with the book of, you know, if you've never read anything in the Bible, I said, start, once you start with the book of Proverbs or start with the book of Psalms, you know, um, because that's going to give you life. And that is the fruit, especially, uh, especially Psalms. Yes. Psalms, Proverbs, you know, they're going to give you some life and um, just going to raise you, make you feel good. Yes. I love that you... Um, use the illustration of um, how when we begin to eat a lot of something, you desire it more, right? The word of God is edifying food for our spirit, for our souls, for our body, right? We need that. Um, We have to understand that our tongue, like how we use our words can affect the outcome of a certain thing. I know that um, you and I, we spoke before and you begin to share a little bit of your testimony and that's going to bring me to my next question. How has using affirmations or affirming um, to yourself, how has it changed you? It's changed me tremendously. I mean, and this is a daily thing. You know, I feel like every day I'm being reborn. Okay, um, yeah, every day is a is a new day of salvation for me. So every day I am taking my affirmations that God has given me, and I'm applying it to my life. Like we talked about so much, but I'll just tell you about uh, yesterday. Okay, I'll just give you a brief a brief um, story about yesterday, and um, to bring it to my testimony that we talked about. Mm -hmm. So yesterday I was having like, I don't know what was going on, you know, because you know, we're in this whole quarantine type of thing. And I was feeling like anxious and I'm like, what is this? Why am I feeling anxious? Why am I feeling sad? I felt like a spirit of depression. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it would just came and hovered and here I found out that it was not just me. It was other people, you know, dealing with that. And, you know, when we're a body, you, you should be able to feel, you know, uh, if your head is hurting or if your toe is hurting, another part of your body can feel that, you know, because this is our our body. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as the body of Christ, not just the body of Christ, as a whole universal body, we are feeling different things in the atmosphere. So yesterday I was feeling some kind of way. I mean, this whole like heaviness, this anxiety started coming. I was going around the house cleaning up and, you know, then I was taking a shower. I'm in there taking a shower and I take cold showers. And that's another story for another time, but I take cold showers because it helps with the immune system. So I'm in there taking that and I'm like, and the Holy Spirit was like, you know, you got your, you got your, your shield and you got a sword. So use it. Mm -hmm. I'm cleaning and I'm in there and I'm like, you know what? I'm not depressed. I have joy. I have joy. I have joy. Then I started saying, I am joy. See, mm-hmm. I, it went from I have joy to I am joy. I am joy. I am joy. And I just became, you know, began to say that. I began to dec- decree it and declare it over my life. And by the time I was finished, I was okay. 
You know, by the time I got my clothes on, I was okay because I had to remember scripture says the joy of the Lord is my strength. So I can take that. I can turn it into a song. I tell people turn affirmations into a song. You may not be able to Look, I don't have I don't have a voice like you. God didn't give me give me that singing voice, okay? But I can still sing like I have joy. I have joy, and just singing. And that's what I had to do. And by the time it was finished, and I tell you, I felt good because our words are powerful, whether we use them positively or negatively. And I think that sometimes we don't realize that because we are created in the image and likeness of God. So if God was able to speak something, so are we. <laughs> we have that same power. Christ said, greater work shall you do. Mm-hmm. We can do it positively or we can do it negatively. We can mm-hmm. even do God or we can do it for the enemy. So just, just, just on yesterday, I saw things, you know, I saw that sadness. Not, not just saw it, I felt it leave. Mm-hmm. I was at peace. You know, I, I began to declare, I have the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Mm-hmm. Then it went from, I have the peace of God to, I am the peace of God. Peace of God dwells within me. I am. Mm-hmm. I have that. Mm-hmm. I am peace. Mm-hmm. Why? How, how am I peace? Because I'm, I'm connected to the great I am. Right. So that just was yesterday. Now, I have used affirmations with... When I had when I had a miscarriage, I used I had to use affirmations for that because I was in a deep dark place, and so I had to decree and declare and use affirmations. It came to a point where I had to scream, "I am having a baby," you know, "I'm giving birth one day," in God's timing. Right, <laughs> preach to yourself. Yeah, and I had to just continue to speak that. But I tell people, speak your positive affirmations for 21 days or more. Mm-hmm. Because anything you do after 21 days becomes a habit. habit. That is so beautiful. One of the things you said that um, it became routine. It's something you do daily, right? In Ephesians um, 4 and 29, it says, let no corrupting talk. And I'm reading the English Standard Version. Let no mm-hmm. corrupting talk come out of your mouths but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may Mm -hmm. give grace to those who hear. I was thinking about that verse as you were speaking, because I'm like, that is so true. This is something you had to do and speak over your life. You had to speak that. And what you said is so accurate, that spirit of depression and oppression because of the social distancing, you know, people Mm -hmm. are feeling it all over. They want, you know, it's important that we engage with one another. God created us. He created family in the garden. He created it so that we can have that communion. Even God himself desires communion with his children, with his people, right? So we as people, yeah, we might feel those things, but I love that you said you chose joy. That's something I say a lot here in my house and to others. I'm like, choose joy. I can be in a supermarket and uh, I will never forget. It was a young man who was at the register and I guess someone was giving him a hard time who was in front of me. So I'm watching this young man and my youngest son goes up. I know that face, right? I didn't say nothing. I just look at him and smile. And my little son is just like, all right, mama's about to preach in this store. But I didn't (laughs) preach. I was just giving a word of encouragement. And I I looked at him and I said, just choose joy. Mm -hmm. And he was like, excuse me? I said, just choose joy. I said, don't let nobody steal your joy. I said, whenever Mm -hmm. anything negative try to come towards you, choose joy. Find joy. And I said, remember that, right? So now... Every time he sees me, he goes, I chose joy today. I chose joy today, you know, and that just does something within me because it's like just that small thing, that small affirmation. I choose joy. I'm not going to let what someone is saying get me down. I'm not going to allow how I'm feeling to cause the spirit of depression to weigh heavily on me. I'm not going to allow this pandemic to allow that spirit of fear to overtake me because it's everywhere. The news, you know, people are talking about on social media. It's everywhere, right? But we can choose joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. 
right? Yeah. Need that strength, especially during this time. So that way um, we can push through it. But I love that. Let no corrupting talk come out of our mouths. We have uh, to make a conscious decision on what mm-hmm. we speak, on what we say. And um, I think that's so important because especially with affirming to yourself or to affirm over your children or, or whoever, you know, do not allow corrupting talk come out of your mouths. It says, but only such as is good for building up. Are we Mm -hmm. building up one another? You know, in today's society it's very rare to find individuals who don't mind saying, girl, I like your earrings. Those are so cute. Like, where'd you get those from? You know, some people will be like, well, you know, oh, they custom <laughs> because they don't want you to know. Meanwhile, right. you went to the local, you know, store or whatever, and you just picked them up, you know, and it's like, really? It's not that serious. Like, build each other up. Give some positive words of encouragement because you never know what someone is going through, you know. And I think that um, in building you know, if I if I'm building when I build you up, I'm actually building myself up. Absolutely. You know, if I give to you, I'm giving to me. You know, because really, you reap what you sow, and you're not doing that. I'm not doing it to uh, receive a blessing. Right. But you you a child of God, so why would not you know compliment you? Why would not lift you up? Why would not build you up? Because guess what? When I build you up. There may be a day where I need to be built up. Right. And God will send somebody to build me up. Mm-hmm. But it's something so powerful that you said. You said, choose joy. Choose. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, especially, you know, uh, growing up in a church, I think sometimes we feel that, um, how do I say this? That everything has to be given to us. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we don't want to learn. We don't want to not just, I shouldn't say we, how do I say this? Well, I'm going to just say it. A lot of people in church sometimes don't pick up the Bible and read it for themselves, or they don't study to show themselves approved unto God, mm-hmm. a workman that we need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. They're just so used to, you know, sometimes, and me, myself included, I was so used to going to church, hearing what the pastor was going to say, listening to the praise leader, listening to uh, Sunday school, you know, from a child up that... I didn't really have to choose because everything was given to me. Right. So then when things then then when things happen, you know, it's like, oh, why is this happening to me? Oh, I don't want what do I do? Mm-hmm. What was that? Jeremiah. It was was it no, it was Joshua. Joshua said, Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I try to take that, not just as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But mm-hmm. as for me and my house, we will, we will serve joy. We will have joy. We will have peace. We will have love, you know, because I have the choice. Right. So, um, you know, we can't get caught up because, and I think this is a great time right now where you are accountable mm-hmm. for your spiritual growth. Right. You can't say, oh, well, you know, the pastor didn't preach on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We didn't have Sunday school or there was no uh, ladies coffee and tea and with the pastor's <laughs> wife, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. we don't have that, you know, we, we, we didn't have that this Wednesday. Right. So we are, you're, we are accountable for our growth. We are accountable for our spiritual walk. We are accountable for our personal relationship with God. Yes, man, we are. We are accountable. Accountability. That's one of the things I love to go over with um, with my clients, you know, being accountable. And, and the way that I help them with being accountable is by giving them action steps to follow, right? Because there's one thing, like you said, you know, growing up in church, there are some people who just, they don't really read the word or study the word of God for themselves. They just take it as face value. Whatever the pastor say, that's what it is. Or whatever the bishop mm-hmm. say, that's what it is. But the Bible instructs us mm-hmm. to study for ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. study for ourselves. So that when we do have those moments of, it's just like, oh my God, it seems like the world is caving in. You have 
something in your arsenal that you can go back and 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 go back to the promises. Like, wait a minute, God said he would never leave me nor forsake me. Mm -hmm. No weapon formed against me is able to prosper, right? The enemy is very, and we're not bigging him up, but he's very crafty when it comes to how he twists our words up, right? He uses our words sometimes and turns it against us in a negative way. How does he does do that? He does it by um, throwing pain or sickness or discouragement towards us, right? We, you know, like, God forbid someone is not feeling well, they begin to speak it. Oh, mm. I'm not feeling well today. Oh, then you're not going to feel well. You know right. what <laughs> oh, here it goes. If it ain't one thing, it's another. Then I guess it's just one thing and it's another. And and then they get upset that their situation is not changing. And it's because you gave it life. Yes. We yes. are powerful beings. We are. We but are. We have to be careful <laughs> of what comes out of our mouths. I don't care how bad the situation looks. Do not give it life. Yeah. Speak positive. Speak God's word over your life. Like go and know it for yourself. And and I'm just going to use a quick example. I love being able to go to the gun range with my husband, right? And there's a lot that I've learned with him. Yeah. You know, even like sometimes when he has to teach a class or something. And I watch him closely, like how he handles the weapon, how he um, loads the gun, how there are special um, rounds for each um firearm right you can't just use anything i can't put what belongs in a shotgun in a small uh, a smaller gun it just it's not made for that right and it's the same thing with us the bible is our arson it's our goal to growing up my mom used to say b-i-b-l-e biblical instructions before leaving earth and that stuck with me as a kid. I'm like, why is my mother saying this to me? You know, because it was instructions. Everything I needed as a kid growing up, everything I need as an adult, I find it in the word of God. But mm -hmm. I have to seek it out. I have to search it out. And then yes. once I search it out, I have to apply it to my life. And you touched on something about during this time with this whole quarantine, uh, I was speaking to the ministry about it Um a couple of Sundays ago, how this is a time of reflection. Utilize this time to seek the Lord, to get in God's face. You know, be wise with your time. What are we offering to the Lord? You know, use this time wisely. Build that relationship with God. People are now beginning to see there are things that they desired or they felt that they need, right? That they really don't need. Amen. You know? Amen. You know, I made a joke and I was talking to my friend. I said, I guess everybody's going to be natural this coming out this quarantine, you know, <laughs> because you can't get to your beauticians, you know. Thank bless God for those who can do hair and they do their hair very well, whatever. And thank God for the wigs that some of them like to wear. That's great. That's what you like. That's what you like. <laughs> right. But we're going to see this. You're going to begin to notice there's things you just don't really need because why? All of this extra stuff. It's just distractions. And mm. what does it steal? Time. Amen. It steals time. Time from what? Time with your family, time with the Lord, time for yourself. You know, it steals that time. And I'm a firm believer of making sure you have some time for yourself. That self-care. Because I remember a season in, a season in my life where um, I was just so caught up on, okay, I'm a mother, I'm a wife. I'm, at the time, I'm a minister. I'm this in the church, and I have to do that. And it was just so much and was overwhelmed with so much, and I didn't take the time for myself. And then mm -hmm. I realized by in doing so, I, in turn, wasn't giving my best as the way I thought I was. Right. Because I didn't give time to care for myself properly, right? And yeah. that's just simply just taking time to rest, you know, taking time to just do nothing, Amen. you know? Yeah. And sometimes you just have to do that, shut things down, you know? And it goes back to affirmations. 
what are you speaking over your life? Are we setting boundaries, you know, so that way other people are not invading that yeah. space, yeah. you know, because people have a way of doing that. Family has a way of doing that, mm-hmm. where they try to come in and make you what well, you have to do it this way because this is what auntie mm-hmm. and them did and grandmama and them. We not living back in what grandmama and auntie and them ate. That's one of my affirmations that I've, I've, I've had to do, too, is I said healthy boundaries. And that's something yes. that I would say, you know, over and over again. That's something that I have said because I have in the past had a problem with setting healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I think, like you said, it's auntie. Not, not, I, I got the best. I have the best auntie in the world. So I can't say <laughs> auntie. <laughs> But I have some other family members mm-hmm. who, you know, it's like, okay, well, this is how we've always done this. And this is how mm-hmm. this has to be. And it's like, no, I am married. I have children. This is my, I have to set these boundaries. But even in that, we, even though we're married and we have children, we still have to set boundaries. Even in that, like you were talking oh, about, yes. like, take care of yourself. You have, like, I was starting out where I would get the kids together first and then get me together last. Now, by the time it's, you know, they're together, I'm cooking, making (laughs) breakfast, and it's lunchtime now where I don't, you know, it's like, no. So I stopped that. The Holy Spirit was like, take care of yourself first, because once you're taken care of, then everything else falls into place. Absolutely. Because being, you know, being a woman, being a woman, a female that's a powerful thing being oh, yes. a, wife and a mother is so powerful yes <laughs> so it is powerful. so you know my husband told me the other day he said if you are sad if you're not right then the whole family ain't right that's right you know so we have to be that like kind of like that those walls you know the backbone the, the backbone we are the ones who are right there to help the help meets Mm-hmm. You know, I like it when it says the help meets. Help meets. Meet. You know, <laughs> the ones that help meet. And then sometimes we, sometimes I don't even know how we can't get off into this, but sometimes we take a step back mm-hmm. and we're able to see, okay, you know, I'm looking at my, because my oldest son, he's 19. So I'm looking at him now. I'm looking at my husband. I'm looking at my other two children. Now I know what I, I got to step back a little bit. Like you say, kind of be quiet and silent. Mm-hmm. Now I know what I need to speak over them. Right. Sometimes we have to do affirmations for other people. I oh, affirm yes. my husband, my oldest son, my daughter, and my baby son. Mm-hmm. So when I'm walking, and I like to do it when I'm walking because I can get, you know, everything right. in one, okay? I'm walking, exercising, and people probably think I'm crazy because I'm out there like literally speaking, okay? My mouth is <laughs> open. I'm speaking into the atmosphere, getting this out, right? But I'm like a half a mouth for my husband, a half a mouth for myself, a half a mouth for my, well, I have to start with myself first. Then I start with my husband, my oldest son, my daughter, and then my baby. So each of them have affirmations, okay? Mm -hmm. And these things work. They Mm -hmm. work, especially when they're connected to God, okay? Especially when they're connected to, to, uh, to God. But usually... Most positive words you can find in the Bible anyway. Absolutely. You can find them in the Bible. Because I even have one that said money coming to me now. Now I know a lot of people be like, what? You got that affirmation? You know, do you love money? No, I do not. But at this particular time, I need some money for my daughter's school. <laughs> right. So I'm saying that in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you read in my book, you'll see that whole that whole uh, testimony right there. Mm-hmm. How I had that, you know, and I would say like money comes to me easily and effortlessly. Money comes to me easily and quickly. And it does. And I believe the reason why it does is because God knows that, number one, I'm a tither. So I tithe. You know, <laughs> number two, I'm a saver. Right. And number three, I'm circulating it. Wisely, so he can, um, when I speak those things, he can trust me to say, right. okay, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and bless her. I don't even know how I got on to that. No, that is absolutely <laughs> fine, but I love that you decided to go that route. Oh, God, I believe that this is God ordained. 
I believe that, um, you know, God has allowed us to go this route for a particular reason. You know, there are moments where um, a person may feel like, oh, well, I can't. You know, and I use the example of, you know, like an auntie or grandma and, um, you know, because people, they're so close with their family where they forget that you are an individual as well. And you got to develop your own coming to who you are. Right. Mm -hmm. So in coming to who you are, that doesn't mean that you're going to get there um, by yourself. You know, there's always someone along the way, along your journey that's going to help guide you or will give you tips along the way. Right. So in speaking affirmations over your life, you begin to speak about how when you take your walks, you're firm over your, your husband and your children, right? And um, you gave the example of what's in your book about, oh, money cometh and things. I don't understand why people are afraid of success or money. It makes no sense <laughs> to know. me because, know. you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to go into what what's coming to my head right now because I know it's going to stir a lot of controversy, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it anyway. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Somebody needs to hear it and somebody needs <laughs> to be delivered from that religious spirit because it's a religious spirit, you know, yeah. where it's like you have to look a certain way in order for God to receive you to an extent. You got to come before the Lord, you know, properly. You know what I'm saying? Making sure you give him your everything, just yourself. If you ugly and nasty and you want to get ugly before the Lord, then so be it. And let God deal with all of that and he'll clean you up and deliver you, right? But some people are just too deep for me. Mm-hmm. Wow. They're just too deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, I, if, if I'm going through something, I'm not trying to, like, put on my whole clergy attire and then go before the Lord. Like, if I need God, I need him right there in that moment. So I'm going to talk to him just the way as you and I are talking. Like, Lord, Father God, like, I need you right here in this moment. You said in your word, you know, and begin to give him back his word. That's so important. Why? Because it's a form of affirmation. Yes, it is. God's word would not go out and return to him void, but it would accomplish what it was sent out to do. It will go back to him because it has substance. But because people are not studying to show themselves approved, they miss that. And they continue to walk in and live in poverty, right? And you know what? I really believe that poverty is, this. now this is kind of like a, (laughs) I know, (laughs) this is like a little bit, but you know what? When Jesus went anywhere, when he preached, when, you know, when Christ preached, when he taught, it was always, he was always stirring up some things. So I feel like, you know, uh, the truth comes to set a person free. That's so it. the only way that you're going to be set free is you had to be bound up by something anyway. Right. And then you're being set free. You know, it's like when you're giving birth, you in a mm-hmm. lot of pain. I'm in a lot of pain. Yeah. (laughs) That baby come out, you're like, oh, it's all done. It's Mm -hmm. done. It's complete. Mm -hmm. I believe that that's kind of like how the truth is when it sets people free. I believe that poverty is a mindset. Yes, it is. I believe that it's a mindset. And I believe that for so long, because we are. My, I don't like to call us minorities, but we because we were taught that we were minorities. And because many times we have lived in poverty so long, mm-hmm. we feel like, oh, well, this is what it is. And mm-hmm. I have to accept being this way. Mm-hmm. And we don't. Because Christ did tell us that the poor will be with us always. But I don't think mm-hmm. he wants us to be. Some people be like, oh, poor in spirit. I think he was talking about poor and everything. Poor in spirit, poor in wallet, you know. But I think we need to kind of raise our consciousness up to like, I don't have to live in poverty. All the no. great for the Bible. You think, I always think about the Queen of Sheba mm-hmm. you know, and how she went to uh, King Solomon mm-hmm. and how she had to ask him hard questions. But sister <laughs> had her stuff, she had her stuff together. Right. You know what I mean? Right. She had her stuff together where when she went to King Solomon, she was able to give him gifts. How is that? Like I was, I got my stuff. Come on now. You know, you think about Abigail. She was, she was in a, in a place of authority. 
Queen Esther, Hadassah, you know, she was in a place of authority. Even Christ, Christ didn't have no financial problems. He's like, well, you know, you go on down there to the you, oh, Peter was all nervous. Oh, they said you don't pay your taxes. Christ was real calm, like, okay, well, you know, why don't you go on down there to the lake and look in the fish's mouth? Right. Pay my tax, pay my taxes, and go ahead and pay yours too. See, that's how God works. Listen, <laughs> he's the provider, Jehovah Jireh. Yes. So we need to like get out of this poverty mentality. And even if you live, look, I lived in a project before. I raised my son. It what? Now, you couldn't tell that was a project because they were in the midst of like home ownership and everything. God was good with that. But even in that, when you walked into my apartment where it was like a townhouse, you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell that, you know, it was it was government housing because in my mind, this is temporary. And in my mind, I'm coming out of this. And I bought the best because I'm coming out. This is temporary. I'm not going to stay here. God did not ordained for me to stay here. This is a stepping stool. That's it. I love that you said that I'm coming out of this. I don't know who's listening, but you coming out of this. Okay. Like whatever it is, you don't have to accept it. You no. know, you can get out of it. We are a living testimony of being able to come, right. To be able to come out of situations where, oh my goodness, we can be on this all day about that, but just coming out, just being able to come out of a situation to touch a little bit back on that mindset, you know, poverty. Yes. That's a mindset. And it's something that is taught culturally. Yes. (laughs) Because if you think about it, um, like the way I raise my kids is similar to how I was raised only for the simple fact, um, I was brought up, in the things of God, when my family began to know Christ, I was five years old, right? Mm -hmm. So it was drilled in me, you know, to learn the scriptures, the Bible verses, went to Sunday school, went to church, you know, and I was taught the ways of the Lord, right? So in that sense, I teach that to my children and I, you know, hey, what the Bible say about this? You know, even as babies, they were toddlers and I had family members who thought I was crazy. And I didn't care. And um, they were like, maybe they were toddlers and they would make a mess with their little toys and everybody want to do the cleanup song. Right. And I say, well, what does the Bible say about if a man don't work or if a man don't work, he don't eat. (laughs) That was one of the first scriptures they learned. I said, "Okay, so let's work. Let's clean this up. And then to eat, not saying y'all, because I'm sure there's going to be people out there. She wasn't feeding her kids. No, my kids ate very well. Okay. It was just little learning segments and moments that you have to use as parents to teach your children the importance of being responsible. And that's another thing. As parents, there's some parents who are scared of their children. They're scared to speak certain stuff over their life and tell them, listen, no, I'm going to hold you accountable and responsible for your area. You know, I like in my household, the way I describe it to my kids as they were growing up is we're all one team. Everyone has a responsibility. So if you don't carry your weight, it falls on mom and dad or it falls on somebody else. And now we got to pick up the slack and it adds a burden that's unnecessary, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone has a responsibility. We all have a responsibility even to one another, especially now during this time. Like the little signs that people have to put up in grocery stores, please just take one. Let's be courteous of our neighbors. Like, come on, y'all. Let's just let's just be kind. It's nice to be nice, right? So let's just do that. Be accountable. Why? Because at the end of the day, we're all the same. I don't mm-hmm. care what race. I don't care yes. what nationality. I don't care what religion, what creed. I do not care. We're all the same. God created us all equally. How mm-hmm. can you say that? I can say that because... We're all humans. It makes no sense that there is still racism. There is still, you know, all of this stuff that's still going on. And it's something that I think until the mindset of the world is really, really um, transformed, we will still have that. But um, 
it's just one of those situations where I'm constantly just covering my kids in prayer in that sense because of where we live, where we reside. You, you know? know, I had um, some people too, because I actually say that in my book. I'm like, you know what? God created each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm like, I have three children. I love all of my children. Mm-hmm. Just because my one child is doing something that he's he or she is not supposed to be doing does not mean that I hate that child. You know, you have all of these different categories that we put ourselves in that God never intended for us to do. My seven-year-old just said that. Mm-hmm. And I got to post it on YouTube because she just did a video on that about these this these different divisions and separations that we put ourselves in. We are one human race. See, you know how you, we were always taught charity begins at home and then it spreads abroad. Okay. If I don't love myself, I can't love anyone else. And so I have to start with me. That's why I like to say the affirmation, like I love me. I love myself. And I had to really say it over and over and over again and fall in love with not Brandy this here, not this, not this, this, this hair. Okay. Not this skin, but deep down inside of me, mm-hmm. fall in love with my soul. I love me. Why do I love me? Because I am created in the image and likeness of God and God loves me. And, now- and I love myself. And I know who I am. I don't have to have any fear. And my love is going to flow out to my, my, my brother and mm-hmm. my sister. Amen. You know? Amen. So. And, and that's why, you know, the word of God says, too, in reference to affirmation, um, I believe it's in Colossians 4. It says, so let your speech always be gracious. Mm-hmm. Season with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person right? That's so important that we are gracious, you know, watching our mannerism, our attitude, you know, especially as believers, we have to be very, very, very careful how we uh, speak to one another, how we approach one another inside the church, outside the church, because at the end of the day, we are the church. So we have to be careful what's coming out of our mouths, always be gracious. And when it says season with salt, right? Salt, it has such a special purpose because, okay, we have the salt we use for ice, right? To melt it. Then we have the salt we use to season, you know, and the salt brings, draws out flavor. The salt um, adds substance to something, right? So we want to make sure that what we're saying is effective. You know, we want to be effective in our speech, you know, so that we may know how to respond to one another. I always tell my children, um, don't be quick to react, respond. Mm. And they say, mommy, why do you always say that? Because when you react, you're not thinking. You're not Mm. taking a moment to think. But when you respond, you're taking a minute to stop, think about how I'm going to react or respond to a certain thing, right? What's my action going to be? Am I going to reevaluate, you know, give myself a minute to calm down, you Mm. know? And it goes back to the mind. You know, if our mind, if we are filled with anxiety or just stressed out, we're not thinking properly because now whatever's weighing on our mind has our focus, has our attention. So we're breathing life into it because we're focusing on that thing, right? I remember creating um, a vision board before vision boards was popular. I did like a collage and I had it on my refrigerator. And on the collage, I had a car because that's something we needed at the time. I had um, a new home because it's something we needed at the time. I had... um, like an occupation of what I wanted to study at that time, which was still in the health field. I had that on there and I was just believing God. Right. And I remember pushing my children, um, stroller. We had the double, um, Mm -hmm. Eddie Bauer stroller where the child sits in front of the other one. And I remember walking everywhere in Warren to the grocery store, to the supermarket, to giant Eagle. 
and we were walking, and as we we're walking and cutting through, down certain roads, I said, Lord, I thank you for my car. Yeah. We are blessed. Yes. We're going to have our car. My children will be comfortable. We're going to live a comfortable life and begin to speak it every day. Every time we walked anywhere and I was pushing the stroller, it was just routine. Oh, no, we, we will have. We will do. You know, and please believe those who are listening. You will have people who will try to speak doubt and negativity, you know, and they will look at you as though you're crazy and may even say, oh, you would never have or you mm-hmm. never will. Because that was spoken to us. Oh, you'll never leave Ohio. Or, oh, no, you'll never have your own. Or, oh, no, th- that's not what God had for you. Who are you to tell me what God said I can have when God has told me for myself and showed me in his word who I am, what I can have, Right. That's the importance of knowing the word of God for yourself, using the word of God as affirmations to speak over your life. You mm-hmm. are powerful. You can speak a thing and it can come to pass. I know. But you have to believe it. You have to believe it. You, you got to believe it. Your thing in a show be established. Amen. You know, and you have to believe it. When you were talking, I could really see you, you know, pushing your stroller. I could see that in my mind. And it just reminded me of the scripture in Habakkuk, where it says, write the vision and make it plain. And then it said, though it's hairy, wait for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because for the vision is yet for an appointed time. Now I may mm-hmm. have it all scrambled around there, but basically I know. I know what it's talking about. (laughs) My grandmother told me about vision boards. She did a vision board. Oh, I think my dad was six months old. If my grandmother was still living, she would be 94. She passed away three years ago. Okay, she did a vision. She she did her vision board at the top of it. It said, thank you, God. It shall be be done. Mm -hmm. And I was on there. Okay, I was, she, because I guess my parents, it took my mom a while to, uh, conceive me mm. and she put it on there you know my son and my daughter-in-law will have a healthy baby here I am you know write the vision and make it plain you can do affirmations I usually keep a notebook mm. do your affirmations write it down I really like writing affirmations down to well. I like doing it in vision form but I you know there's sometimes where I just keep on writing and I write the same one over and over again it depends on what it is you know, mm-hmm. God, you said in your word that I could have, and then I write down what I could have and write it mm-hmm. over and over and over again, whatever it is. If it's peace, I sometimes I'll just write peace. I, I just feel like it's, you know how the scripture says faith without works is dead. I feel like when you do create a vision board, when you're writing your vision down, where you're acting upon whatever it is, that's your action that you're taking. Right. You, that's your works that you're taking. Right. So, you know. Occupy. We got to occupy until God comes. We got to speak over our life what we want and not be in this low down, woe is me type of attitude. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times we blame the enemy for things. Now, just think you could have been like, the devil got me out here. Won't have no car. You could have you could have went that way. Mm -hmm. Then you wouldn't have you would not have had a car. Because mm-hmm. you would have spoken that on yourself mm-hmm. and then you would have gave room to the enemy. A lot of the times it's us. It's us. You know, we blame so much on, oh, he, she, it, they, them, no. Mm-hmm. We have to hold ourselves accountable. Mm-hmm. We got to hold, hold ourselves accountable. That's right. And seek out our own soul salvation. And like you, you know, you out there, this is what I'm going to have. And I tell people this, if you're in a bad situation, you might as well go ahead and be happy because <laughs> you are in a bad situation. Now, I know it may not feel good, but you might as well try to get some type of joy and some type of peace and mm-hmm. turn over to God and begin to look at what you have. Okay, I got my legs. I can walk. It was somebody who wished they had a stroller, but guess what? It was somebody who was carrying their baby on their back and Mm -hmm. pushing them. Or it was somebody who had both kids on and on their hip. Mm -hmm. They didn't have a stroller. So we have to look at what we have and be thankful for what we have 
and do some gratitude affirmations yes. too. You know, we just saying thank you. Yes. You know, I'm just gonna uh, thank and praise God for everything that I have. Mm-hmm. Because I always say gratitude will shift your attitude. Gratitude will change. Mm-hmm. And kind of say, oh, oh, wait a minute, they praising me? Oh, wait a minute, is she giving me praise? Mm-hmm. Is she glorifying me? I mean, you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna bless them. Oh, you want a car? That's real simple, easy. I'm gonna go ahead and give. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of God that we serve because you know, even in affirming and speaking over my life and my husband's life, you know, because during that time, you know, it was it was difficult for us, but we did not lose faith in God. We trusted God. We we held God to His word. You said, Lord. You know, mm-hmm. and and that's something that I will never, ever stop doing is affirming God's word over my life, over my children's life, over, you know, uh, my family's life. You know that, yeah, we are the head and not the tail. You know, mm-hmm. uh, people will look at us now and not really knowing our story or how far God has brought us, they would just think, oh, wow, they always had this and they always had that. But, you know, I think that's why we're just even more so greater givers because we understand what it is to be without. Like, I remember the moments of having peanut butter lollipops. That's when you got a spoon of peanut butter because you ain't got nothing else in the house to eat. And you survive off of that. I'm telling you, like, I remember having to go on wick as my baby, as long as my baby had his stuff, I'm good. My yeah. husband and I, we survived off of that. We survived off of making something out of nothing. I'm telling you, God is faithful to his Amen. promises. And I am so thankful to the Lord to this day that we are now in a position where we can just give so much more to others and help others, you know, but people don't really know the full story of how far, you know, God has brought an individual. And I think too, it's important that especially those who are leaders to be transparent, don't be afraid to share your story. Yes. Yes. Nobody is perfect. Yes. We all have a past. We all have some kind of history. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, um, and I touched a little bit about it earlier about um, a religious person. The Bible says in James 1 26, if anyone thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, listen. You, you holy, you, you deep, you, you, you got it all together. Like, okay, you're missing it. You're, you're missing it by whole, in the words of my daddy, a whole country mile. Okay. <laughs> and country miles alone. Like you, you missed it. You know what I'm saying? You have to be transparent. You know, that's what I feel. And I could be wrong, but this is just how I feel. Um, I feel that God is calling leaders out to be that way. I'm not saying tell all your business now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Use discretion, but be relatable. You know, yeah. people want to be able to to touch their leaders and speak to them and, and, and get to them and be like, hey, listen, you know, I had this moment or I've been through such and such. Share a little bit. Hey, listen, I know what it, what it means to go without. Yeah, I remember I- when, you know? So it's important to share. Um, I, I promise I won't be, you know, too, too long with this one. But I remember when, uh, when I had my, my two miscarriages back to back, I told you about those mm-hmm. and, um, being able to, at the time I was going to a church called Grace Church and I was able to talk to the pastor's wife and she was very transparent about, she had had two as well. And she was very transparent, you know, and it was nice to uh, hear what she had to say. You know, of course, I still was upset and angry, so I ended up leaving. <laughs> that's a that's a whole another story. I told you about that situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up leaving the church anyway. But you know, sometimes God will allow people to plant a seed, and it would be that seed would be for maybe a month down the road, two months down the road, three months down the road. I think her seeds took place maybe 
six months after I had my second miscarriage, that's when it may have like clicked into mm-hmm. my head or whatever. I don't, I can't really remember, but I remember her being transparent and I mm-hmm. uh, was thankful her thankful for her transparency mm-hmm. because she went through, you know, okay, God, what is this? You know, she went through her moment as I'm upset as well. Mm-hmm. What is this? You know, so it is good when we can be transparent because without that, how can we be able to help somebody else? Absolutely. And I don't know if you're like me, but I feel like when I was at my lowest, that was a part of my story and it needed to be, and I value that. I'm thankful for that. Are you, are you like that as well? Yes, yes, thankful yes. <laughs> I'm so thankful for all of my flaws, all of my mistakes, all of my past. And even now, you know, being um, a co-pastor, first lady, a mom, a wife, and all the other stuff that I am, you know, I'm not perfect. And I'm okay with that. Because God loves me just as I am. And he loves everyone who's listening just as you are. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together. You know, um, I often get the um, the saying, you know, people just be like, well, let me get myself together first and then I'll come. It's like you would never get to the point where you're together. You know, like that's what the church is is there for. It's it's a safe haven. It's like a spiritual hospital. You know what I'm saying? Like we have these different things we're dealing with spiritually that only God can heal, only God can fix, right? So we need a place where we can go to where God has assigned and um, people who are skilled in that area to help you get through, right? Mm-hmm. And then teach you how to stand on your own right um so i'm thankful for every flaw every past like i think about that thing often especially i had a moment last week i was in tears talking to my husband and the boys um and um i was going through uh uh, i had like a box that had some old um projects that my children's done and um when we lived in Ohio, they was like in preschool. And I was looking at one of them. Um, they did like a book and it was photos of themselves and different things. And it just hit me. It was like a ton of bricks. It just hit me and I began to cry. And all I could say was, God, thank you. Oh yeah. my God, thank you. It was like a reminder. And he was talking to me. He said, you see how far I brought you? I yeah. told you you'll be the lender, not the borrower. Like he was ministering to me, girl. And I was there and I was just crying. You know, that cry that you can't breathe type of cry. And my husband, you know, he told her, but he said, she's okay. God is just speaking to her. You know, like, yeah, I have no idea what mommy and, and, and I had to go through. You know, he was, then he began to talk to the boys and just share with them. And I walked them through it. I said, I remember these times, yeah. you know, not trying to figure out, you know, being a young married woman and and you know just trying to figure out life and just trying to make sure you're doing the best you know how with very little you know and god he is so awesome in all his ways to where he takes that little and it becomes much you know he takes that little and he begins to show out and his glory will begin to be revealed and it's like god you dope (laughs) like you know what i'm saying i look back and i'm like god thank you thank you so much and i look at where my children are now and see how far they've grown and how they're active in ministry and they love doing things for the lord and i'm like god thank you you know Mm -hmm. because that's my constant prayer lord that they have a, a relationship with him you know that they won't stray away. They might have their moments, but they'll get back. You know what I'm saying? Because again, nobody's perfect. And that's why I share my stories with my own children, you know, of of what I went through, of being in the church and then wanting to have my own little experience and then realize that I ain't about that life and had to get it back with Jesus. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And so thankful for the grace and mercy of the Lord. You know, that, yeah, I'm always thinking about that. I feel the same way. Um, when you were talking, it just made me think when you were talking about like, you know how some people are like, Oh, I got to get myself together. 
that really stuck with me because sometimes people see you and they think mm-hmm. you're in a certain position or because you wrote a book or because you're a pastor, you you don't go through anything or, you know, every day I feel like I'm being reborn every single day. And it's something that they do in a Catholic church. We, um, my husband's from Ghana and there's a church here in, um, in the Cleveland area. And it's like an African, African-American Catholic church. But this church is like a Holy Spirit feel like they shout. I was like, what kind of church is this? I didn't even really know what kind of church it was. Like, what kind of church? But it's something that they do when they baptize people. The, you know, they have the pool there and they actually do a water, like a dunking. But because it's like African church, they take this uh it's like a broom, like a wooden broom. And they put it, they have like these big bowls of water and everybody, if somebody get baptized, they get baptized, but then everybody getting sprinkled with this water. Right. Mm. So I asked like, what are you all, what am I, why am I being sprinkled with this water? Cause you know, I didn't know. Right. And they're like, Oh no, this is just, is just a reminder. We're just, mm. this is a rebirthing. You're going to be washed again. Mm. Everybody get washed. Mm. They don't care who's there. You know, they don't know who, who you know, what you know, if you've been baptized, if you right. haven't been baptized. And it's not about, you know, we know it's not about baptism. Okay. Mm. We know that that's an outer form. But when the water was hitting me, I was like, oh, you know, I, I could just feel, I felt life. So when I asked the question, they said, oh, this is what we do. You know, just as a reminder that every time you need to be cleansed, every you can never get yourself together all day. You know, we never be perfect. We never can get ourselves together. But this is just a cleansing. You know, so when you wake up in the morning, I always say, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you for waking me up this morning. You know, before I go to sleep at night, evaluate myself. What have I done? What is it? Is there something else that I can done better? Do I need to apologize to my husband for something? Do I need to apologize? my children for something do I need to ask God to forgive because before I can ask God I need to kind of evaluate it and see okay and then God if I did something that I don't know please Mm -hmm. so this is an everyday thing you know I just want to encourage those that are listening that it's a daily walk don't be beat up on yourself because many times we Mm self-sabotage and we hurt ourselves we actually like commit spiritual suicide because we're speaking death into ourselves so don't mm-hmm. read on yourself because you're not where you want to be you know mm-hmm. pick up the word of god if you don't know that much go to john john chapter one in the beginning was the word if you don't know nothing else know that and the mm-hmm. word was with god and so just remember since the word was with god and in the beginning was the word and we know that the word is christ take your words and make sure that every word that you say is positive because out of the heart the mouth speaks Amen. so we want to you know examine our heart but just allow goodness and, and and joy and peace and love and prosperity and abundance to come out your mouth and it's a daily thing i mean we got to practice it every single Amen. day it's a, it should be a lifestyle you it know is. that's why it's it's a daily thing and i love that you brought up the the scripture first John because I was going to ask you because I know that's your favorite scripture <laughs> to just talk a little bit about it that in the beginning was the word it just says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God he was with God in the beginning through him all things were made without him nothing was made that was made in him was life and that life was the light of all mankind mm-hmm of all mankind let me read that again <laughs> in him was life and that life was the light of all mankind the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it mm-hmm. now look at that scripture in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god i know that this is talking about christ but god gave me like really allowed me to see this God spoke. He said, you know, if you go to Genesis, God said, let there be light. And there was light. Everything that God made, he made it through his word. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in the beginning was the word and the word was God. So God began to tell me, the Holy Spirit, Brandon, my real name was Brandon. So I didn't hear Brandy. I heard Brandon. 
Brandon Felix. Everything that you speak has to be positive. Everything, because words are powerful, because I am the word. So we have to speak positive, powerful words. We do have a counterfeit, okay, which is darkness. We do have a counterfeit. You know, remember when he came to Christ, he was a counterfeit. And because Christ knew his word, he was able to say, wait a minute, that's not what that says. You know, man can't live on bread alone. Mm -hmm. He was able because he knew. Mm -hmm. So we have to know the word, but we have to speak. You may not know everything, but you have this mouth right here and this tongue. You know how your grandma would say, okay, don't open your mouth now. You know, grandma was that don't open your mouth if you're going to say the wrong thing. You better watch it. And I think that we need to really be careful about our words because our words are like sharper than a two-edged sword. That's right. And um, it says, and the word was with God and the word was God. So God is the word. Yes, Christ. But in the beginning, God said, let there be light. There was light. He spoke everything. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. So God made everything. That's clear. In him was life. You know, this morning I was meditating because it says, and the life was light. This morning I was meditating. I was in my closet. I have a pretty big closet. So I was able to, and my closet was attached to my bathroom. So I was able to kind of close the door and the light was coming in. I just wanted to just kind of just be there, have my little music playing, but the light was coming in through the door. My eyes was closed, but I could still feel this light. I'm like, how is this light coming in? Mm -hmm. Because light is so powerful. The Holy Spirit's like, just that little bit of light. That's all it takes. Mm -hmm. You start out this small, and then your light just grow. you know, just, just begins to glow. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to be that light. Our words have to be light. What does it say? What does it say? That word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my You know, we have to hide the word of God in our hearts so that we may not sin against God, right? Yes. So our words... We got to look at every word that we say as if they were God. Um, I just hope that that, you know, kind of helps. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So just remember, guys, you know, our words have creative power just as God um, has demonstrated when he said uh, in the beginning, you know, when he created the heavens and the earth, you know, remember despite how the enemy might use our words to turn it negative and may try to throw different things like sickness, discouragement, pain, or whatever towards us. We have to remember that the word of the Lord, what it says that no weapon formed against us is able to prosper. And every word that rise up against us, we have the power to condemn it. We have power. Our words have power. So be careful of what you say. I just want to say thank you again to um, to Brandon for allowing um, you know us to have this discussion for spending some time with me today, guys. You can purchase her book and God said on Amazon. Stay tuned for her second book that is to come, and I'm sure it's gonna bring life and substance to you. You can follow her on her YouTube channel at Affirmation Queen. You can also follow her on Instagram at affirmation.queen you can also take a look at her website affirmingtheworld.com i'm going to post all of that on my social media pages now don't forget to like follow and follow radiating change on instagram and also to subscribe to my podcast on spotify thank you all for listening and always remember to radiate change god bless you all